0: about that look what the winds and seas and storms have brought in this weekend that's right not just the dangerous hurricane waters but even that living water it is the living water boys back in your earbuds or on your bose blues bluetooth, bluetooth speakers however it is you may be listening we're glad you've turned us on it is the reverend big al live from a quiet Raleigh North Carolina still awaiting the storm that we were promised is coming joined as always by the Reverend McBrien up in Alexandria Virginia well the thrill is snorkeling McBrien what say you this morning
1: just a normal day here in Alexandria Uh, no sign of any trouble or storm we're going to get into the reason for that later uh and it's It's going to be a great revelation for you all. But all is well. Reverend Big Al, thankful that you have electricity. Have you had any uh, flickering this morning?
0: It appears so based upon the flashing lights on my clock radio, but I'm not fully aware of all the details. So right now, we're good to go. Here we go.
1: It's fitting that one of my only friends who still uses a computer mouse also uses a clock radio. Very proud of you.
0: I'm going to be honest. If I wake up in the night and I'm not at home and I can't immediately turn to my clock radio, I'm very distraught. I don't know if I need to wake up. I don't know if I can keep sleeping. I try to dig around for a phone to look at the time. It is awful. So, I, yes, have multiple clock radios with large digital numbers so that they're easy to read when I wake up in the night because Do you I'm getting use older. Radio? And no, I use it for an alarm clock.
1: Okay. Just curious. I mean, you got sold something you don't truly need. But, it's included, yeah. Right? Why not? Yeah, I, I guess so. Uh, I have one. I won't lie. Uh, it is a good feature. But let's get to the important things, like football. Football is back. It's been a long time. Uh, I've been wetting my appetite with the appetizer that is the Canadian Football League this summer. Really fun to watch. Brandon Banks, former kick return star from the Redskins, is a key contributor to the Hamilton Tiger Cats, as I found out this summer, but it's been good to watch our domestic product here in the month of September. How happy are you that football's back? Ecstatic. Now, we've had a whole weekend. We've had college football two weeks, even week zero, as some were calling that last weekend in August, uh, and the opening week of NFL. So uh, what stood out to you so far? Have you been... uh, Pumped, or are the wheels just starting to get spinning?
0: Oh, pumped. want to watch as many games as I can. Really just park myself on the sofa on the weekends as much as I can if I'm not attending a game in person, which I have also been doing. So, plenty of excitement. I think in college, several storylines, as always. Big one is, it seems like there's an easy top four for the playoff as we approach that. Don't really see where the debate is going to be coming from. Don't really see how anybody besides Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State makes the playoff this year.
1: So that's you're going with those four, Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia?
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. I don't think anybody can compete with any of those teams.
1: So you think the SEC is the best? They get two teams?
0: I'm not saying they're the best. I'm saying they get two teams because they have two of the best four teams.
1: I don't think we're seeing two SEC teams this year.
0: Because of the outrage of last year of people being left out?
1: No, I just think there's better conferences and better teams and other conferences.
0: Who's better than the? Name me one team that's better than those four teams. Uh,
1: I'll get to mine in a second, but I don't think we're seeing four of those. Okay. Uh, Did I, not
0: I, mean to jump us ahead in your agenda.
1: I think I think Bama is a lock. They have two guys who can throw the football well. Um,
0: well, they have one, and then Jalen Hurts.
1: Uh, you know, he looked okay that week one game. Do you think they're going to... Keep him under four games so he can transfer.
0: That has nothing to do with if he can transfer. You can just mean so he can get a redshirt season?
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't so think I don't so think Saban
0: cares about his eligibility. I think Saban cares about if the starting quarterback gets hurt, then they have hurts to go in if it gets to the playoff and they need a backup.
1: Hey, I really didn't like Saban. Now I really, really don't like Saban. After how much of a jerk he was in that postgame interview week one, to maria taylor yeah she's just doing her job and he mouths off at her Uh, let's
0: be honest it's a pretty lame job
1: it is yeah i i do kind of feel for the guys um everybody except pop uh is a jerk to people in those situations yep so you got Bama, you think ohio state's gonna sift through this controversy i mean the college football playoff is absolutely a corrupt product of a corrupt institution so it's only fitting that Ohio State is going to thrive and succeed in it. So I agree with you. They're definitely going.
0: Absolutely. Should should Ramire be their coach? No. Should they even have a football squad? Debatable, but they do, and they're not getting rid of the coach. So, yeah, I think they make the playoff. We'll- Dwayne Haskins, at quarterback, really seems to have ignited the offense that was really run into the ground by JT Barrett the past couple of years, and I expect them to have um, have a really good season. Don't really see them facing a lot of competition in the Big Ten this year. I mean, who's going to compete with him?
1: No one. Hey, you remember Cardale Jones? Cardale Jones, yeah. He was trying to get some backup run. How dumb was it that he came back?
0: I mean, did it really matter? If you're good, you're good. I think he was just trying to – he probably got paid more at Ohio State than he would have at the NFL that year.
1: Facts. Hey, this weekend, Oklahoma – Big facts. TCU. No printer. Is this a play-in game?
0: I mean – if T- TCU is not going to win, even if they pull the upset, they're not going to keep winning, but I don't see them pulling the upset. I don't really consider it a playing game. I think a bigger playing game for Ohio State is going to be when they go head-to-head with Penn State.
1: So, Notre Dame, are they for real?
0: For real as in what? Like being a mediocre, like
1: 9-3 team? Yeah, they're that. Are they a playoff contender?
0: No. Not explosive enough on offense. Not athletic enough on defense to compete with the four teams previously mentioned. Now sure they look good against Michigan. That's more about Michigan than it is Notre Dame.
1: Definitely. I think they're going to continue to win and climb in the rankings and then first weekend in October fall to Virginia Tech in Blacksburg in what's going to be a highly touted top ten matchup. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, speaking of that, you know, that kind of rounds out my top four for the playoffs. I think. Um you know, we're going to have Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Virginia Tech.
0: Yeah, sounds like you've kind of squeezed somebody in there without a lot of sure. Good luck with that. Good luck.
1: All I right, mean, we'll speaking of downfield down
0: passing attacks that are, can really electrify uh, on the football field, right?
1: Yeah, I'm into those. I like Alex Smith. So come at me.
0: Uh, speaking of Alex Smith, I definitely see the Redskins winning the NFC East this year. Where are you on their bandwagon?
1: Uh, I have a great seat with armrests and a seatbelt. I'm I'm all in. Um, you know, today I, actually. I mean, let's be, I, honest. be
0: honest. I mean, did they did they beat the worst team in the NFL last Sunday or not?
1: They won. They're one to know. You got to win every week. Hashtag oh, I know. I know. I'm just
0: saying. I think the question is how good are the Cardinals? But I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be real. I think the Redskins win the East. Look, the Eagles have injury issues. Who knows when Carson Wentz is going to play? Nick Foles, he may have carried him through the playoffs. He is not carrying through the regular season. They were lucky to get by the Falcons in week one. That was only because the Falcons are hot garbage, right? The Cowboys, pathetic. Their offensive line's not even good anymore. That offense will struggle to score more than two touchdowns the entire season in any single game. The Giants, I mean, they would be good. Lots of skilled players. I think some decent underrated guys on defense, but they're stuck with Eli Manning. I think if you had to look for a favorite in the NFC East, it'd be the Redskins. Maybe I I'm overreacting say, to week one, but hey, that's what I've seen on the field.
1: No, week one is very real. Um, you know, it, it is could be one Redskins, of the
0: 16 weeks.
1: It could be Redskins-Ravens in the Super Bowl, uh, judging on week one. But if let me you tell also you... also
0: watch week two, because the Ravens played last night and got destroyed by the Bengals. <laughs>
1: No, I couldn't watch the game. The Yahoo app was not working on my Roku. I was pretty flustered.
0: Okay, so FYI, the Ravens do not look like Super Bowl contenders. Uh, they were okay, beat by like a drum by Andy Dalton.
1: Okay, big red.
0: Big red. And the NFC North uh, favorites, sorry, AFC North favorites, Cincinnati Bengals.
1: Yeah, NFL feels about
0: of- parity, my friend. You don't just assume that the favorites keep winning.
1: Let me tell you why I think the Redskins are going to thrive. Expectations are rock bottom for them at home. So I, uh, something I do as a hobby is I give away my blood for sports memorabilia and tickets uh, through sanctioned blood drives. Uh, I often exchange my blood for Washington capitals bobbleheads, but I've been getting emails like crazy. You can donate blood and get a Redskins ticket, which is that's great return value for your blood. And I was going to go today, but it's, uh, gonna thunder here. So, Sarah took the car to school, so I can't get to the blood donation center to exchange my blood for an NFL ticket.
0: Hey, FYI, what do you think about the farce that is waiting list for Redskins season tickets? And now they're not even sold out for this year.
1: Oh, it was a joke for years, and they've admitted that, um, you know, I think there's a great chance they don't sell out the home opener,
0: which is Sunday. Sunday, yeah. You going?
1: Well, I couldn't give blood today to get the free ticket. No, I'm not going to go. It's at 1 o'clock. It's a pretty tight trip from Alexandria to the dumpster that is FedEx Field.
0: I see. I see.
1: So NFL, uh, I think they, they've they kind of moved past, at least for me personally, a lot of baggage and just had a fun week one. Um, definitely excited for week two. Uh, clearly, you watched the Thursday night game. Um yeah. I think, you know, I could really do without those. They were more fun when they were just the second half of the season, uh, when it was, you know, something you were craving. Now it seems kind of like, uh, I got to watch Andy Dalton and Joe Flacco hurl the pigskin. It doesn't get me super hype.
0: I'm just saying it was 57 combined points between the two teams. That's a good bit of scoring. It was actually a, I think, record scoring first half for a, Thursday night game, maybe at least most points since maybe 2006, so Thursday night game, first half. So, plenty of excitement on the field.
1: And that's what we're looking for. Um, hey, we love doing trivia with the Reverend Big Al. Uh, before we transition fully away from college, one of my favorite things uh, about college sports, um, there's not a lot because I think the NCAA is trash, but I do like – Conference realignment, uh, and there are three teams this year who have had conference realignment in NCAA Division One football bowl subdivision. Can you name them?
0: So three teams this year
1: changed divisions. Are they, they new, have...
0: are they new to Division One, like Liberty?
1: So, okay, so Liberty's one of them. Uh, they went from the Big South to the FBS Independent. They are not eligible to play in a bowl this year unless uh, there are not enough six-win teams. But, yes, they are an independent uh, right now.
0: Is that one of your three?
1: That's one of the three. Um, This is pretty tricky. I don't know if you get the other two. Another one.
0: I'm surprised I got that one.
1: Another one left their conference and became an independent.
0: I'm going to go with uh, New Mexico.
1: (laughs) Yes, New Mexico State Aggies. Gig'em, how did you know that?
0: I looked the other day at their game because it's in one of my pickems for this week and noticed that they're in uh, an independent, which seemed odd to me. So that stuck with me.
1: Yeah. So, okay, so there's one more. And this is a rare conference realignment. This team left FBS to join FCS.
0: Yeah, it went down, right?
1: Yeah, they went down. Is that Idaho? It was. It was the Vandals. <laughs> three for three, effortless.
0: Man, I'm disappointed to see the Idaho Vandals move down. I know uh, plenty of friend who love nothing than to take the Idaho points late night. against whoever West Coast team they were playing, you know, on any sort of website that might allow them to take points for entertainment purposes only.
1: Speaking of taking points for entertainment purposes only, is there any talk of that coming to North Carolina?
0: I haven't heard much recently. I'm trying to hold out and wait so i'm not doing anything illegal if you know what i mean
1: yeah up here Let's on the just radio say, they... i think
0: i would be doing okay just all i'm saying we want yeah. the living water boys to be giving out legal gambling advice not illegal so stay tuned for when that is made available
1: i hear on the radio uh, they're advertising you know charlestown races and slots you can go play up there in west virginia rumor has it it will be coming to maryland soon uh, and MGM, which you know we can see out the window, might be an early hosting spot. Mm. Gosh, maybe by March mm. Madness, who knows? Mm. But speaking of like taking the points late, I've noticed you know when I look at scores, I love seeing the Hawaii kickoff at 11:59 p.m. Eastern time. Um, how many junkies are jumping on that late at night to redeem a bad day?
0: Hawaii has been great this year, went on the road and dominated Colorado State early, beat Navy at home. Big return trip to Army Saturday, but the noon Eastern start really going to mess with the body clocks of the Army players think or, – or sorry, the Hawaii players think Army does come out on top, but really impressed with the Hawaii Warriors this year.
1: The Rainbow Warriors, Alan.
0: I thought they lost the Rainbow.
1: Oh, did they it did? used to be
0: Rainbows, and now they're Rainbow Warriors. I thought they had to get rid of Rainbow because, you
1: know – Political correctness
0: seems
1: like the opposite. Maybe they um,
0: were just the rainbows, and they got, and now they became the rainbow warriors. As if
1: that's they, different. They are still the rainbow warriors, and they're on top of the Mountain West West. Any other football thoughts from you?
0: I mean, just excited to see the who's play. At least they rescheduled the game instead of canceling it, so you can still watch it on TV, power permitting.
1: Yeah, do you have a generator backup plan to watch college football in case there's a problem?
0: Uh, no, I assume there won't be, and if there is, I assume I can find somewhere where there's power. Gotcha. I like an establishment nearby.
1: Yeah, uh, there's a restaurant down the street from me I think would be a good place for you to check out. Good Wings?
0: Good Wings, yeah. Always advertising the sports packages they have when I drive by.
1: Yeah, you should check them out. Hey, some other sports on our televisions, baseball is still happening. Uh, it pains me to do it, but I got to give Reverend big Al some time to talk about baseball, particularly the national league east.
0: That's right. Braves magic number is 10. Oh, I'm excited. Listen, we said before, when we recorded, I thought the Braves would hold on and make the playoffs. Thought their young pitching would really make a difference. Really the young pitching has been a little bit of a letdown. I thought Colby Allard would be a big difference figure down the stretch. It seems he's still a year or two away. have seen some good things from Tukey Toussaint and Bryce Wilson. Lots of young arms. Oh, but the point is, they have held it together. I think that says more about the lack of success of some of the other NL East teams. But, hey, they've stood strong. Ronald Acuna Jr., soon to be NL Rookie of the Year, soon to be possible nl mvp candidate although i don't think he'll get enough votes splitting them with some teammates really has carried the team down the stretch really impressed with his play he has certainly lived up to the hype this season so much so that other teams are throwing at him just so that he cannot bat in their games
1: hmm. i have uh, since the nets kind of jumped ship and sold the team off i have been paying less attention i might tune in a little more, uh, in October for the playoffs, but uh baseball is in the back part of my brain right now, Listen, but I'm happy for you. I'm yeah. happy for the Braves fans in my life. There's Listen, a few more.
0: Yeah. I'm going to you be guys, honest. Do you, I don't think they have a chance in the playoffs. I'm excited. I'm hoping to maybe attend some games here down the stretch just cause I mean, YOLO, but Hey, this has found money They're They're still a, a year or two ahead of schedule. It'll be interesting, interesting to see what moves they make in the offseason because really they just need the young pitching to continue to develop.
1: Yeah, they're not unlike the Nats in 2012 um, when they peaked maybe a year before they thought they would uh, with Harper coming up early. And they sustained success for about five years. So good things yeah. on the horizon.
0: Yeah. if the uh, With the minor league system, they can really stay for a long time. We'll see how they spend their money and pull off some trades.
1: I said baseball is in the back of my head. Um, Some sports that have been shifting their way to the front include NBA and NHL. Uh, Let's talk hockey for a second. First off, uh, as some listeners might know, I do live a block away from Washington Capitals goaltender and Stanley Cup champion Braden Holpe, but I had never seen him in the flesh. Um, But recently I've seen him several times. I think he's just hanging out. Um, you know, training, getting ready for the season to start. Um, he's got—I won't disclose his vehicle make and model, uh, out of respect for his privacy—but it's sweet. And I've seen him hanging out in the driveway, working on it, polishing it. Um, but enough about so, the- so.
0: is he? Hold on. So is he more willing to be seen now that he doesn't face as much uh, ire from the fans as maybe he had in previous years? I mean, winning, winning, makes him become a public figure.
1: Uh, I don't think there's really a correlation. He he would have gotten nothing but love, uh, and I think he just you know does kind of feel a weight off his shoulders. But I don't think he was ever hiding. I think it's just a coincidence. Um, and also, you know, you got to get your cars looking fresh. Uh, and I respect that he doesn't pay someone to do that. He does it in on one's own. So transitioning away from the Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals, let's talk about the team in Reverend Big Al's backyard. The Carolina Hurricanes, very appropriately named at the moment. Do you think anyone over at PNC Arena uh, is feeling a little self-conscious about their team being represented by this destructive force of nature, which is really messing with people's lives right now?
0: I mean, certainly only time will tell. And by time, I mean the next basically 24 to 36 hours. That being said, I think uh, – Yeah, real interesting to see if the irony of the team name having the Raleigh-based hockey team covering both the Carolinas in name, the Carolina Hurricanes, being called the Hurricanes after this uh, week's events of Hurricane Florence tearing through both North and South Carolina. I don't know. If it were me, I would explore name changes before the season starts just to just to achieve a little bit more goodwill with the fans. What do you think,
1: Brian? Absolutely. So, here in DC, the Washington Bullets were just a, a household team name, everyone knew them. But in the in the mid-90s, uh, they had to move away from that because of the connotation of Washington and Bullets. Uh it just it wasn't ideal. Um Amazingly that,
0: amazingly, that was before Gilbert Arenas and Javar Crittenden pulled out actual bullets in the Washington NBA locker room.
1: Yes, never forget Guild Zero um, and the great two chains line guns up, Gilbert Arenas. Um, yeah, wild that it was before all of that. Um, I'm just waiting for a Washington Wizards player to do magic in the locker room to prompt another name change, but that's a story for another podcast. I think sorcery. Yes.
0: they've done plenty of magic. I mean, you've got Dwight Howard but we're looking for sorcery.
1: Yes. Yes. I see where you're going there. But uh, in the same way that, that bullets in Washington uh, weren't an ideal combination, hurricanes in Carolina aren't either. It's not like you can uh, deploy a hurricane to defeat your opponent. Hurricanes don't care. They just come in and destroy stuff. Um, And, you know, if I am a Carolina hurricanes fan in Wilmington, I'm not going to go somewhere and chant hurricanes, hurricanes. It'd feel weird, you know,
0: they yeah, may not even have a house anymore. Listen, there's plenty of teams with natural disasters in their names. You have the Colorado Avalanche, Oklahoma City Thunder, Timber Bay Lightning, Seattle Storm. I mean, mm, sorry, too soon. Too soon. And uh-huh. sticks
1: Eastern Conference champs. I'm still proud of them.
0: Yeah, that's a good run. So, plenty of teams have those in the name, but again, don't know if if I'm in Oklahoma City I hear thunder all the time. I don't know that I associate thunder with disaster the way that we might associate hurricanes with disaster here in Raleigh. I don't know. I think if you want to stick with the natural disaster or with the weather phenomenon, uh, I don't know. How about hail? The the Carolina Carolina hail.
1: They're not particularly known for hail, are they? I thought that was the point
0: you wanted because other places are scared that the hail's coming to town, but like, it doesn't scare their own fans. Right. Plus if a player gets traded, you can say he's going to hell. No.
1: Okay. Uh, I mean, under that logic, why not the Carolina sandstorm? Uh, And then you could play sandstorm when the team runs out.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I feel kind of overdone.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's move away from weather. There is a very obvious name that I have in mind, but um, do you do you have any that? No, I'd love to hear. Jump out it. at you. Well, so I I don't like people that or teams or organizations or entities that are corporate sellouts. However, there are definite benefits to it. For example, um, you know, if I was fully dictating the show, we'd talk a little more soccer. I know that um, dozens of our listeners uh, would even care about that. But in the soccer world, Red Bull owns teams in New York, Salzburg, Leipzig, one in Australia, and they've pumped a lot of corporate money into these teams, and they've seen great success. Listeners, you see where I'm going. Bojangles could do that to the Carolina hockey team. Imagine the Carolina Bojangles. um, Man, the the rebranding of the colors, um, the concession stands. I would definitely get a partial plan of tickets living four hours away if they were to do that.
0: I would much rather root for a bucket of chicken than I would some sort of weather catastrophe that could rip the roof off my
1: house. Imagine like a drumstick mascot.
0: How about, I mean, sticking with the North Carolina theme, although Bojangles is good, the Carolina cheer Hmm,
1: That would be, imagine like some on-ice digital effects they could have. Yeah, um, what if they
0: had sheer wine-flavored ice that the players played on?
1: Ooh, ooh, kind of like Boise State. Yeah, with the blue turf. Set yourself apart. Um, you know, one thing, I wish they would at least do it for a theme night, is to be uh, the Carolina eastbound and down hockey team uh, and just feature. Did you watch that series?
0: Familiar with it, didn't watch enough of it.
1: What? It's one of the greatest works of film that exists. I ain't paying
0: for that HBO.
1: Okay, talk to me offline, and I could I could tell you how to make it happen. Shh. <laughs> uh, amazing show. North Carolina-based. Um, Danny McBride, love him or hate him. Um, it's oh, just fabulous. Yeah, yeah, love him. Uh, any other North Carolina potential team names?
0: I mean, I think, again, my main point – you just got to get rid of hurricanes i think it's it's going to be too negative with the fan base
1: all right let's try to get one more team name so i think in north carolina it's cool um you know despite your feelings about them that there are blue devils and there are demon deacons and north carolina is probably the top ridge of the bible belt so could you think of another church related name to give a hockey team
0: offering plates
1: uh that's one yeah the carolina Um,
0: communion brings everyone together even after the storm
1: that is huge hurricanes talk to us we'll take 42 percent royalties on merch sold for the carolina communion wow reverend big out just for our listeners to know we don't script any of this it's all it all comes up uh just off the cuff carolina communion that's huge. Speaking um, about
0: scripting anything, Levitard Show. Hire us to do the wedding. We are in.
1: Oh, D- Dan Levitard, Mike Ryan. I know you're what listening. A show. What a show on Thursday, September 13th. If you need someone to do the wedding, I nominate the Reverend Big Al. Um, I will be his officiant assistant uh, to verify all the paperwork is done properly. Um, honestly, what else? I can't think of something that would complete my life much more right now.
0: I mean for a show that doesn't take itself too seriously why not ministers who also don't take themselves too seriously am i right
1: yeah yeah i i will fund it i'll i'll pay to fly to miami or take the train i want to come i want to
0: i mean i'll just be on the show for a couple weeks and live down there yeah i mean sure <laughs> we'll, we don't we'll want, move into the we'll move into the we'll shipping container the uh
1: would, i don't know if i'd go that far join and move into the cleveland sure that too So any more sports thoughts before we pivot to um, pretty serious matters?
0: I mean, I just want to vent. I don't understand how when there's 15 seconds left in a football game and it's fourth down, you can shove a guy down, right? You can push a guy to the ground, then intercept the ball, then run out of the clock, and then all they do is give the offense an untimed down from the spot of the foul. I mean, I just feel like that was a little bit –
1: A little bit shady.
0: Little bit shady. A little bit taking advantage of the rules there.
1: Our our listeners need some more context here. Last weekend. Virginia Last weekend, at, Indiana.
0: at Indiana at Indiana a torrential downpour, which frankly, unfortunate for Virginia, their starting quarterback, Bryce Perkins, it was reported before the game had never played in any sort of rain or bad weather before had only played in Arizona. Didn't really know, uh, you know, just wasn't prepared for these conditions had the sleeves on the long sleeves for the 75 degree night in the weather clearly was uncomfortable, right? However, through some stroke of luck, the team managed to fight to keep themselves in the game till they got the ball back with about three minutes left, having to go about 90 yards down by four. Of course, having a quarterback who prefers to get yards on the ground, not through the air, he took off scrambling most of the plays on that drive. So with a couple guys covered, he'd run for two or three yards, let the clock keep ticking. Really was not an ideal play selection scenario for Bryce Perkins. That being said, finally got to about fourth and five around the Indiana 30-yard line, about 15 seconds left, trying to keep the drive alive, right? We have Perkins roll right. The, the, the coaches move the pocket, throws back across his field to a streaking Hassis Dubois, number eight for UVA. Of course, we found out later by the replay, the defender had poked him in the eyes between his face mask at the snap, Poor Hasis was running across the field, really didn't know where he was, was unlikely to catch the pass because of the eye gouge from the Indiana defender. Again, shady move number one on the play. That was televised. I'm sure there were others. The defender, as the ball is in the air, shoves Dubois to the ground, intercepts the pass. Fine. I get it. Rest flow the flag for pass interference. Sure. Obvious call. But the Indiana player proceeds to run down the field as if he were going to return the ball for a score. He was tackled, uh, tackled, pushed out of bounds close to the Indiana goal or, uh, the, the goal line. Fine. Problem was he ran off the remainder of the game clock with his play, leaving UVA with one untimed down from the spot of the foul just a couple of yards uh, in front of the line of scrimmage where Dubois had been pushed. Look, I get that that's what the rules say. I get that they don't put time back on the clock for penalties, but I mean, come on, just shoving a guy down to run the clock out. What are we going to see next guys get a turnover and then just form some sort of flying V to run out the last minute, even two minutes of game clock, just to prevent the other team from coming back to win. Just seems like that's going a little bit far outside the realm of sportsmanship. If you ask me.
1: So long story short, offense tries to complete a pass to win. You defense asked me to give more detail.
0: It. I gave more detail. That was
1: a ton of detail. So I hope our listeners can picture that. So I'm playing defense. Uh, I just go ahead and tackle the receiver knowing I'll get a penalty. My teammate intercepts the ball and runs out the clock. I think this could be game-changing. This rule could be manipulated. Um, Reverend Big Al, how could a team – say you're you're coaching a team – Uh, Your defensive coordinator, your team is up five with two minutes left. How could you utilize this strategy to seal a victory?
0: Well, I wouldn't do this because I'm ethical. Mm. But other other coaches (coughs) who may not be might feel to do otherwise, right? And I think what they would do is, yes, wait for the pass to come, knock down the receiver, intercept the ball. But again, as I said before, go – go back to the corner of the field and stand still while they have their teammates surround them in some sort of flying V contraption so that none of the offensive players get to the defensive player to make the tackle. I mean, I think really they could run out two or even three minutes of game clock with that kind of scenario.
1: I think it's something we might, not see in fullness, but I think we might see some more rule manipulation going forward. Let me, as the let game me turn
0: it around advanced. this way. If you're on offense, say you're on offense, couple minutes left, right? You know, third and three, whatever, trying to run out the clock, right? Here's the deal. What prevents you from just having every one of your players blatantly hold on the snap so that your, your player can go and, get a first down and not be tackled because the clock will run. He's not tackled. All the other players are just laying on the ground, tackled because they've been held by the offensive lineman. Sure, the referee is going to call a penalty, but all that happens is you just replay the down with some penalty yardage. You get to run the play clock again till you snap. I mean, just again and again and again. I don't know why more teams don't intentionally hold to run at the clock in the last two minutes of the game.
1: Something we may see uh, when we are old men watching, uh, you know, with our glasses, you know, probably our Google glasses, watching VR experiences, being at games, we might see some penalty manipulation. Uh, Moving along, a lot of our listeners will be hearing this potentially from a hurricane ravished or hurricane touched uh, region. Uh, Me, I'm not but I'll report more on that in a moment. Reverend Big Al, these natural disasters, uh, we see them in the news a lot. Pretty blunt question. Does God care or dictate where they happen? Wow, I
0: think those are two very different questions. Does God care? Uh, sure, I, I do believe that God cares that these places, these uh, areas of the country, areas of the earth are being ravaged by these Natural disasters, absolutely.
1: Good answer. Good answer.
0: Dictate. Dictate is a strong word, and uh, I, you know, it's difficult. It's difficult. I'll admit it's difficult because I, uh, I would say that I don't think um, God is orchestrating these things to happen. That being said, how do you uphold that with a view of God's providence that God is always in control?
1: It's tricky. Uh, You know, if you're living in maybe, say, Sandbridge, Virginia, that's like, you know, like kind of like the Outer Banks of Virginia, and you try to pray that God doesn't hurt your family. Uh, With the storm pivoting south, your people down there at Hilton Head and maybe Tybee Island, Georgia, um, could get really messed up. So there's kind of a give and take. If the storm's coming, um, somebody's Mm going to feel it, Right.
0: That's true. And I think I'd have to ask if that is correlation or causation.
1: Hmm. There's probably a master's thesis in there.
0: Do we know of anybody who's been praying the storm away and feels like they've been successful?
1: In fact, we do. Uh, I alluded to this in the beginning. We figured out why uh, the storm is missing Virginia. Uh, And it seems to be due to the prayers of none other than Pat Robertson. Uh, For our listeners who are not aware, uh, Reverend Big Al, who um, who is this man, Pat Robertson?
0: Probably hard to describe. I know him best as the grandfather of Elizabeth and Willis, friends of mine from undergrad at UVA. But many know him from his work on the 700 Club and the pastoral presence that he casts from his home in the Virginia Beach area.
1: So yesterday on The 700 Club, Pat Robertson, um, he continued to credit his prayers with changing the path of Hurricane Florence. Uh, Pat Robertson has properties in Virginia, uh, and he credits his prayers with directing uh, the hurricane further south. Do you buy it?
0: Do I buy that he said that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do I buy that his prayers really turn the hurricane? Absolutely not. I also would find it difficult to even watch the 700 Club if I lived in places like Wilmington, Charleston, Myrtle Beach, et cetera, that are bearing the brunt of the hurricane that he just prayed south.
1: Well, here's what he said on the program yesterday. We asked the Lord to take it out of here, and He did. It's like a shield that God has put around us. God's people prayed, and it's a miracle, ladies and gentlemen. We've had a hand of protection over this area. And when we pray, God does miracles.
0: Well, point B, if, if you're in Myrtle Beach, pray harder.
1: Yeah, what, what does that say to the, to the prayer warriors in Charleston? Reach the beach and Savannah.
0: Feels like we're turning this into like a game of, of prayer tennis. You know, like, how hard can I pray? Can I send it back over the net to you? Oh, you're sending it back to me. Let's keep fighting over this. That just doesn't seem like just doesn't seem like the type of uh, community that God is calling us to have with one another.
1: Agreed, because that would result in a Serena-esque tongue lashing of God, the judge who sits on high. Tell me, tell me, Brian. Do you have any
0: stories of you yourself feeling like natural disasters? Um. May have had a spiritual connection to something going on in your own life?
1: Spiritual connection? Uh, no. I felt natural disasters uh, kind of work to my benefit. For example, in 2011, uh, maybe the second day of class, a hurricane caused William & Mary uh, to force an evacuation of the students. So I got to skip town. Um, was that spiritual? No. Not necessarily, but did I benefit from it and enjoy it? Yes. What about you? Any natural disasters linked towards spiritual shifts in your life?
0: Well, similar time frame, August, 2011, I believe it might've been Tuesday, August the 23rd, but we'll have to check the calendars to get the dates right. It was my last day of work at Capital One in Richmond before I, uh, my car was packed. I had already eaten lunch, had the Speaking of which, had the Damascus Road experience for lunch that day. If I haven't shared with this, it was from a small barbecue joint, Alexander's, around the corner on Patterson Avenue, just off Patterson Avenue in the west end of Richmond. And uh, for the first time, we used to always love going there for lunch. Sorry for this quick aside. And I love getting the barbecue sandwiches. Also love their grilled cheese, which we often got as sides with our barbecue sandwiches. So that day for lunch, I got two grilled cheese sandwiches, and an order of barbecue and a barbecue, a large barbecue sandwich with no bun, so that I could put the barbecue between the two grilled cheese sandwich sandwiches, making one monster sandwich with a grilled cheese, layer of barbecue, and another grilled cheese, which I had for lunch. Decided that if you got the uh, the combo that included three cookies, three chocolate chip cookies and a sweet tea, I would call it the Damascus Road experience. Now someone did tell me that the owners are Jewish and the name may have fitted them but I never asked to be sure. Anyway, had that for lunch and then went back to work to turn in my computer, keys, badge, et cetera, and hit the road for Durham, this life-changing transition from the business world to ministry. And as I was shaking hands, an earthquake ravaged central Virginia. The ground was shaking. People were asked to evacuate. Alarms were going off. So I calmly walked out shook hands on the sidewalk outside the building got in my car and drove away as the earthquake was uh, was really not that damaging but was occurring i think the question would remain and the question would remain was that some sort of symbol of god blessing me in my transition was it was it a warning that i should not be making the transition i was making honestly now over 7 years later i'm still not really sure uh, but the point is, it happened, so I'm trying to figure out what the spiritual connection of that natural disaster was.
1: That's pretty maybe, real.
0: Maybe it was the Damascus Road experience from the Jewish barbecue place. Unsure, lots of factors, lots of variables, but it happened, and I think there was something there. It was kind of like Jacob wrestling with God, right? All he knows is he woke up and his hip was sore. Hard to get, hard to get your hands around all the details of the overnight ex- experiences, but we know how we are on the other side. Yeah, hard to explain what happened.
1: Hard to explain. And I look forward to one day reading your memoir uh, with the full uh, assessment and reflection on that earthquake. Speaking Already
0: of 80% complete.
1: Wow. i would have guess lower than that? Not a um, lot of life left. Um, leave, leave some more spaces in that word, Doc, because I think a lot of goodness is going to happen. Speaking of wrestling with God, if you want to learn more about that, you can always check out the book, uh, written by several WWE superstars wrestling with God. To Living Water Boys. Amen. Favorite. That
0: Tatanka, copter, cap, Tatanka chapter It's really life giving.
1: I have little idea what you just said, but I don't refute it. Now it's time for us to wrap this up. Thank you for bearing with us for a slightly longer than normal podcast. Loyal listeners, uh, thank you for sticking with us. I'm thinking about people like Loyal Listeners, uh, Andrew, Loyal Listener, Joel Dude, Loyal Listener, Mike. Uh, All the people who give us the love on the Twitter and in person, we are here for you. Uh, Expect more LWB action coming at you uh, as football season continues to heat up. Also, mark your calendars. Save the date for the first weekend in October. For those of our listeners in Raleigh, North Carolina, there might be something going on. So until then, we will talk to you next time. Stay safe in the hurricane.